I V M. All right. Please note that the language and ideas presented on the show might not be suitable for everyone. If you're under 18, make sure your mom isn't around. If you're over 80, why is your mom around? You're listening to Cyrus Says. We're going to meet on Cyrus Says. Amit Verma, writer extraordinaire. He writes in French. He speaks in Bengali, and he gets paid in English. A strange combination. We'll meet him on Cyrus Says. Why follow your auntie's advice when you can follow Cyrus Says on Facebook and Twitter to stay updated about the latest shows. Yeah, here on Cyrus Says, another urinal moment. Which is when someone recognizes you, wants to have a conversation at the urinal. Do you shake hands or not? See, this is a big thing for me because I don't think Indians think this through enough. Firstly, we don't give ourselves enough space at the urinal. Secondly, we want to have the social interaction at the one point where we shouldn't have any interaction at all. I beg you, if you meet at the urinal, wait till we go outside so we don't even know or want to check who's cleaner. Just wait till the door is shut and then it doesn't really matter. It's called Cyrus says. And that's what Cyrus says. Ever since the show began, I wanted to meet people who've been part of my life growing up, or people I've sort of, you know, like my mother and father and uh, whoever else was my parent. But uh, very interesting. I worked for this channel called MTV, which used to show you ads with music in between. And there was a young writer there. I think he was the first and only writer there in my experience, called Amit Verma. He was a skinny little Punjabi boy with a very cynical and funny attitude to life. And now today he's back here. Having just delivered twins, he's huge in every way. Amit Verma, welcome to our show, which is called Cyrus Says for reasons beyond my control. And I want to just introduce you as a writer based in Mumbai, because that's the first line on your resume. Tell us what's been going on. So it's been eighteen years since we last met. I want met every single month. Cover everything. Circa what ninety nine. Circa ninety nine. Now the amazing thing is, look, as I've doubled in size, but you are still the same, which makes me which wonder. Which means I've you know, gone nowhere. Yeah, are I'm you like I'm, waiting for Godo? Are yeah. you just a humor bot? Have you been, you know? Yes, I'm a humor. I've been. T- this present government has taken over. We've <laughs> had to sign MOUs. We did what we had to do to survive. You go to Nepal and you know do your cynical thing, and no one can touch you. Yeah. So, so we're meeting after eighteen years, and in ninety nine, I decided that okay, Cyrus is in television, so I got to get out. Fair enough. And. Uh, But, but the problem, sorry, not just writing. You have to write for people like Maria and Shanaz and all. I want to get into all that. What the hell were you doing there? They were great to write for. <laughs> you were hard to write for because you would just go off on your own thing. That's but, true. Yeah, um, yeah, I can't even remember now what we did on MTV. You didn't really need to be written Thank for. Thank God. Yeah. yeah. But write for what? What would you write? Would you present a song <laughs> or point at someone? <laughs> you know, I mean, there was nothing to do. But no, no. And the interesting thing is, when I joined MTV, it was all English. And yeah. after a few months of my joining, there was this decision to make it Hindi. So yeah. I was told, hey, oh, then know, the famous put English. These, put oh. these cool words in between and all of that. So you know. Didn't, didn't they have a seventy thirty or sixty forty ratio? They used to tell us also. It kept changing all the time. It yeah. kept changing all the time, and it was very arbitrary. It doesn't matter what you mean. You just have to put English words in this. <laughs> so let's retrace. No. How did you land up at MTV in nineteen ninety six seven? Whenever it was, I started off in Channel V. And <laughs> the enemy. You were a Pakistani <laughs> the, first. And then you crossed the border. Those were the exciting days. I mean, Channel V. Those were the days of Quick Gun Murugan. This is what the so Salman Khan film so. is based on. Yeah. <laughs> I've actually been to Pakistan, by the way. Really? Yeah, yeah. So I was I was a cricket journalist much later. So huh. I covered the 2006 um, uh, India tour to Pakistan. I was there yeah. for three months. So now, whenever these Modi bhaks tell me that, "Are you go to Pakistan?" I'm like, dude, but I've done that. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. lovely food. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And by the way, the most charming people in terms of uh, hospitality. No, absolutely, it's yeah. amazing. It's amazing. And I, I think yeah. we can speak a little Punjabi. Would be even more popular. 
I can't actually speak Punjabi despite the name. I mean, my yeah. mother tongue is sort of Bengali. My mom was Bong. Yeah. But uh, th- that's an interesting thing, you know. Pakistanis, that the, the the common Pakistani is far more friendly to uh, an Indian visitor than you'd expect an Indian to be over here, which is very sad. The the kind of hysteria we've built up. But one day when Amit becomes prime minister, all this will change. But for now, we can't do much about border. <laughs> I think politics. I think Modi ji is prime minister for life. So <laughs> at least for our life. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> However short that may be. Yeah. yeah, and if he's listening to this, not very long. He's so. never listening to this. There's no way on earth. Oh come come. He's got his own radio channel, for by the way. <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. Well, you know, he listens. I mean, your show you could think? be his favorite For inspiration? Show. Yeah. So I want to hear the Pooja like, show. Yeah, yeah. Oh. You must have <laughs> joked about like burning all the notes in some show yeah, or the well, others. Yeah. And he would have gone and told Arun Jaitley, like, Cyrus says demonetization. Demon. Change yeah. it. Go yeah. back to the old way. <laughs> <Yeah>. Black for everyone. <laughs> it's too late, <laughs> Once bro. you go black, you can't go back. I've been saying that. That's so yeah. racist and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Amit, let's get back to your early days again. Because I'm trying to remember. Of course, I remember you vividly. But I want to know how you landed up. We must never have had the conversation. <laughs> Either of us as to why you're here. Yeah, like, yeah. As disappointed as you must have been. I, I got to admit, I was a writer, so I was quite intimidated by all the VJs. So we never had those kind of personal heart-to-heart talks and stuff. True, but true. how I essentially got... No, I don't think was I was an intimidating person. I always worked at MTV with the very simple, noble That's pursuit true. of finishing and running away as fast as possible. <laughs> I was hoping to set very low standards, but I don't know what happened afterwards. Yeah, These yeah. run VJs and all, they're mad. <laughs> and they're after, my, they're after my time Which tells you how long it's been There you go <laughs> There yeah, I go yeah, I, don't, I, <laughs> yeah. I have to google I have no idea <laughs> <laughs> I'm struggling with Modi ji Who is the guy Yeah <laughs> All Basar time huh, Sorry So you got in how uh, I was in advertising for a year Like right. when I graduated I decided I wanted to be a writer And I had really no clue Of what to do for a living So mm-hmm. I thought Chalo copywriting karte And I joined HTA Delhi And uh, Channel V had just started. Quick Gun Murugan was happening. It seemed really exciting. That was you? Who so, wrote Quick Gun Murugan? I, I didn't, I didn't. It was written by Rajesh Devraj and Shashank Ghosh directed Himself, yeah. it. Yeah. But, and Shashank was from HTA Delhi as well. So there was that connection. Let's talk so, about that for a second. Quick Gun Murugan was hilarious. It but was the amazing. movie was didn't work. So it was hilarious as a concept and small vignettes, but it didn't work as a movie. I think that's a mistake. Sometimes people make that something that works in 90 seconds to stretch it into an entirely sex. different narrative. Sex. <laughs> Same thing. Oh my God. Imagine sex for three hours. It would be torture. torture. 90 seconds? You're young, huh? I'm somewhere between... And you don't know that, You're young. You're a youngster. Dude, I'm telling you something. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm a middle-aged Bengali man. 90 yeah. seconds is a lot for me, okay? 90 it's, seconds, it's, I'm it's like amazing. Full, it's almost yeah. like a full football match, except it changed the, you know, the unit. I'd yeah. need pharmaceutical help to get to 90. I need pharmaceutical <laughs> help to get closer to, to number one. Forget ninety. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Okay, back, back, back to MTV. So you were working advertising. You were, you were doing this stuff at Channel V. What was your role exactly? In Channel V. Yeah. So I came on as a writer, and it was a sort of a loose. Open so what did you role, write? What did so Amit Verma write? You know all all kinds of nonsense, but. Were you writing for the VJs? Were you writing for the channel? No, no, no. I, 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 I was doing shows. I was writing for the VJs and stuff. And I had, you know, I was in MTV. I was a random supervising producer on no, this but in, and in that. In Channel V, did they tell you what to write? Or you just wrote and said, I like this? No, no. Write. You had existing shows. You had to, oh, so you had uh, to write, write for the show. So that's a bit boring. Sometimes. You could also conceive of shows. For example, the name Bakra is my name. I you gave think? the name. Yeah. yeah. What I think, I gave the name. I don't know if that's 100% true No, no, no that's that, absolutely huh? true yeah. Everyone takes credit for it now But I yeah. named the show But the show of course isn't original I mean it's basically Candid Camera yeah, I agree But yeah the name it was It is mine. original in the sense That when we were actually doing it mm. Outside CMM I don't even remember This small studio in Wally Called CMM Yeah, yeah. So they won't let you smoke Some of the boys like to smoke And we were waiting for I think Bobby Deol mm. One of these actors <laughs> to come Who hadn't turned up mm. So we went down While they had a smoke And mm. then in those days The camera attendants uh, Wouldn't leave the stuff mm. So they took a camera with them And went down and stood 
Mm. Because they were very scared of their bosses. Mm. The mm. Homi Wadia, if you remember. Anyway, to cut a long story short, I was just effing around with the taxi drivers and showing these guys, all non-Mumbaikers, how we used to just you know, irritate them in college. So the guy would come at full pace and go, Taxi! Time kya hai? You know, those old stupid <laughs> jokes. And we shot that. And then after the interview, the editors who were watching it said, well, that little bit of that tape was there and they all laughed. And that's when Natasha and all saw it and said, what the hell were you all doing? It seems quite funny. That was Excellent. the first. That was the first. Yeah. Thing. So I don't remember the word bakra, but it was all about taxi drivers. That was the aim, <laughs> and the angst of being a Mumbaiker, your hatred for taxi drivers. I know, yeah. as you'll know, uh, rickshaw drivers and taxi drivers comes comes out. And dude, a gag like that is so obnoxious. And the it's thing so is, bad. it's amazing when you look back. When I look back on myself in MTV, for example, yeah. I was such an obnoxious little prick. Yeah. And and yeah, I mean, no, no, I'm thinking yeah. as you as you mentioned, it's wrong in so many. It's politically incorrect. Yeah. It's it's classism at its worst. As it's if. elitism also. It's, it's and this is what bakra became. It became like jokes for. Us yeah. poor people, and and there's after some time I started feeling really bad about that. But then the karma came back to bite me. I married Aisha, and you know, <laughs> as you very well know. <laughs> Let's get back to you. Hmm. So, uh, so you were you were writing shows. People now think that when you work in a music channel, it's all fun and laughter. But it can be quite boring uh, writing uh, stuff for. Certain type of shows which are the same old, same old shows. It was incredibly boring, and the reason why I left is I felt that I'm not doing any meaningful work there. I can spend ten years there, and I have really nothing to show for it, and look back and say, "Hey, I did that." You know, there was absolutely nothing like that. So when I left, I mean, I eventually landed up in journalism after going, you know, after doing a couple of other things. And the thing is, journalism never paid as much as television. It's a very odd track, isn't it? Because generally, you start as a journalist, yeah. getting paid least. You're you're very sure about what you want. There's zeal and drive and all that. And then you then they out. break it down yeah. and then you, you compromise and go to advertising then they break it down and then you go down to TV which is of course there's no pride whatsoever no dignity no, no self in fact it's a complete reverse uh, journey in the sense I started in advertising then television then journalism and I left that because I felt I didn't want to be a corporate slave so I haven't had a job in 10 years but, you, uh, but I saw the Mercedes Benz outside. You know, how, how, <laughs> who's, what, how? Well, unless That's, you're wearing a uniform and you're not telling us. I put a Mercedes Benz sticker on my I-10. Maybe that's oh. what you saw. <laughs> <laughs> my eye lies. <laughs> All right. Okay. So uh, one more last question about the music channels before we go. But the experiences working there, did it help you at all? I think what often happens in life is whatever you do in your youth doesn't really matter. You have growing up to do. You'll do that growing up wherever you are. So it doesn't specifically matter where you are and what you do at, at, at certain points. I mean, I wanted to be a writer, but at that time I was too immature and callow to write anything of value anyway. So it was just a question of so being right somewhere place, where I grew up. That's how you felt. <laughs> yeah. Wor- worst producer you worked with? I actually liked all the people I work with, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No regrets now. It's all been worse and worse after. Absolutely not. I mean, everyone was really nice to me, and I'm still in touch with many of them. And 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 they're, they're and, awesome. And ever people. since Ram- Ramona dropped the molestation charges, I think things have worked <laughs> I, out perfectly. Yeah. I don't know any Ramona. You think? You lying bastard! Is that what the lawyer told you to say? Oh, that was Ramona. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his name in the taxi while you were shooting bakra. <laughs> there you go. With the uniform right. and the button. Sorted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's move on then. Amit Verma leaves MTV. Why? Because at that point, MTV is actually making a little bit of an impression. You're the you're the lead writer, if I remember. You're the only writer. Uh, there were other writers, but yeah. So I mean, at that time, at I think that point, I was it's like a one pretty much. You're handling much. all the copy. You're on top of everything. Yeah. It may have been too much uh, for you to handle after some time, but it, it was all you. So why did you leave? I left essentially because it was very empty and I wanted to do more meaningful stuff, to be frank. And also, the dot com boom had just started, and I got I, excited about a couple of things. I remember, yeah. 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 So uh, I'm in fact moved immediately to Channel V to start something up for them, their website, and then I moved on from there onto other things, and uh, I kind of fumbled and then around the for dot, a couple of years. Dot com boom sort of boomed. Uh, 
well went down. Well, the Nasdaq crash happened in 2000, and it all kind you of always blame the Americans for everything. Don't oh, you? you have to. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Modi is Trump's fault. Yeah, that's going to be the new narrative. Yeah, yeah. Trump will be giving him a visa as yeah. his last Republican. I just <laughs> want to tell you. Don't irony about <laughs> yeah. irony. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Don't uh, let's trace your journey again. So you've left. Uh, you've gone back to websites and, and music channels, but there's almost like a project. What, what was your plan? What was your long term plan? Was, now? There, there was no plan. It was. Coming to think of it, I've never really thought about it hard, but there was no plan. Weren't it's you just scared? that this is what I want to do. Look, when you're 25 when you're 26, you're not really scared, right? You just take everything in your. Were you married then? Cool. I was married then. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, you had that as well. My wife was working, and it, it was cool. I mean, there were no issues. Uh, mm-hmm. So. But uh, before we got into the journalism thing, what was your plan? Did you have a plan that I'm going to be a full-time writer, as in write books? Then what? What was the, there? Must have been some idea. I think what often happens is that. When you meet wannabe writers, there are two kinds of wannabe writers. And one kind of wannabe writer wants to be a writer, writer. They want to have books out and they, you know, they want all the glamour and all of that. Mm-hmm. And the other kind of wannabe writer is just in love with writing and he doesn't care where it takes him. And I was a little bit of both. In fact, I was probably more, more of the former at that time. I knew I wanted to write, uh, but I wanted to you be wanted a writer. You wanted to be Chetan Bhagat at that time. Oh my God. Don't I'm trying to get that. the right analogy. Uh, uh-huh. Well... More literary, perhaps, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> bastard. You elegant bastard. <laughs> yeah. You, you can Google. I'm you can Google words. Yeah. yeah. All right. Mm. No, so interesting. So you wanted all the fame and fortune, and you, you must have said in your head, I'm a real writer. I can't write for VJs and write city programs or top 10 songs, and I can't even remember the shows we did. Fashion. Mm-hmm. I'm sure you do fashion shows and all, writing about fashion and things like that. Which no, is, we, we had one fashion show, I think. What was it called? Anushka. Police. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah whatever. I didn't, did I, you ever write for that? No, never. I mean, that would be the, like the, the. Not that one. Zenith of your career. Mom, you'll <laughs> yeah. be proud today. I wrote about a blue frock. <laughs> yeah. All right. So then you turn to journalism. What, what happened? Tell us what happened in your life post MTV. So post MTV, what happened was uh, after I left Channel V rather because I shifted back there for a very brief while. And uh, so there was this very weird thing. I hooked up with this guy called Shashi Gopal who was head of Magnuson. Right. So we met somewhere and I... You know when you use words like hooked up, it sounds like a Chetan Bhagat novel. And it also sounds sexual. I'm he's just a, warning you. He's a very sweet guy. I didn't say it's non-sexual. There you go. <laughs> there, right, Two first no. names again. So, Rish and Gopal. Is this a family sounds show? Sounds like a threesome. Yeah. No, no. So, he was the head of Magna Sound at that time and we got to talking and I gave him this idea he was very excited by. So, we actually partnered up to set up this thing which we then called sonictown.com. And the idea was we would sell digital music online. This was like before, long before iTunes, long before MySpace as well. And so what I so envisaged you should be a multi-millionaire, is what you're saying. Sometimes you're just too early. So it's interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Again, <laughs> a sexual analogy we didn't want. Yeah. So in 2000, we actually, we made a trip to New York, made presentations to VCs and all of that. They offered a lot of money. They bought my vision of the future. Though some of them laugh where there won't be any CDs. They'll just be... And we bought the rights to sell about 80,000 songs online for 80 cents each. That kind of, you know, we did those kind of deals and then the Nasdaq crash happened. And that just fell. What so, are you saying? Yeah. So it's all a question of timing. A couple of years later, you would have been home and dry. The interesting thing is a lot of th- things are, a, you know, a question of timing. There oh have God. been social networks before Facebook. There have been, you know, there have been housing.com prototypes 10 years before. Like they were batsmen before Virat Kohli. Well, <laughs> you just don't remember them. Yeah. Yeah. Damn it. All right. Then we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about the second half of your journey. Although the life is not complete by any means, <laughs> in spite of the government's presence on your back. If Modiji is listening, I'm done for. Which Modiji are you talking about? Lalit Modiji. I, I was about, in cricket, remember? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Fair enough. He isn't, by the way, poor chap. Yeah. When we come back.
Back here with Amit Verma, writer and columnist, and I want to quickly read his bio data, which he sent us, because he spent about ten years up and down in music channels. But here's what it says: Amit Verma is a writer based in Mumbai. He worked in journalism for over a decade. He's won the I hope I get this right Bastia Prize, you bloody Bastia, for journalism <laughs> in 2007. Best-selling novel My Friend Sancho was published in 2009, and he's best known for his blog India Uncut. Now the here. There's not a mention of music channels. There's not a mention of ever going there. It's all about the stuff after. So uh, uh, let's start with this Bastia. Is it Bastia? It's is Bastia. It's named after a French uh, economist called Frederick Bastia. Yeah. And uh, friend, uh, yeah. I've actually won it twice. I won it last year as well. Really? Uh, 2015 and 2007. This is an old bio you Excellent. picked up. Yeah. Naveen, so, producer, old bio. Sack at, him. At, at least <laughs> yeah. Google in 2017 for God's sake. <laughs> no, this it's from your website. It's it's. Morichi will be very unhappy that you're not updating your website. Naveen, you're excused. I haven't uh, updated that part of my website yet. Well, right. All right. Take us through. So what what is this for? Right. So, um, just to give you a little background, uh, I moved on to journalism in two thousand and two, and I worked in Cricket Info for a few years. Yeah. Which is yeah. <laughs> now then I started a blog called India Uncut, which was essentially a libertarian blog of sorts. Mm-hmm. And um, from there, because of that, I started writing columns for a bunch of people. So one of those columns was for the business paper Mint, and uh, the Basia Prize in journalism. is given to writers who essentially write about free free markets and free minds you know about a free society and frederick bassia was a 19th century dude who was really known for explaining complex ideas in simple language so that's after many drinks <laughs> before many drinks yeah. and that's that's kind of what the prize uh, celebrates people who can um, uh, so is it for one particular article that you've written or is it for your work for that uh, year it, it, it's for the year but you send them like three of your articles and and uh, and so so i was like the second indian to win it who's the first a uh, guy called shovik chakravarti who sadly died oops so yeah all right so i'm the only indian alive to uh, you rascal this is so mean <laughs> so unnecessary for someone who wants fame i mean chetan bhagat is much nicer guy i got to tell you don't don't always go about spelling spellings are have important. you done a show with chetan bhagat no he won't come so who's nicer <laughs> you he won no bastia prize bro okay my friend sancho was published in 2009 and what is that all about That was your first book. That was my first book. And that that is something that had to come out. It later. had to come out, but you know, here's what: it's a very shitty book. So I'll tell you why I say that. Mm. What really happened was in 2009, I, I, till then I had procrastinated madly, tried writing things, never really got down to it. So I decided that I need to be disciplined. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to throw out all the grand, great Indian novel ideas out of my head, and just sit down with a character in a situation, write a thousand words a day, and it, it's just an exercise. It'll obviously Correct. go into the waste paper basket. So I did that, and in five weeks I wrote this thing, which I showed to a close friend of mine who happened to be a publisher at the time. Uh, she's also a literary critic, Nilanjana Roy. So she loved it, and she said, "You must show it to other people." And I showed it to other people, and there was a pub- bidding war in publishing, and wow. four publishers bid for it, and uh, all of that shit happened. And the thing is, I had just finished writing it. I was too close to the wood for the trees, and I didn't have perspective. And over time, I realized that look, it was a book which you know was written in five weeks, very slight in ambition, just okay, one linear narrative. Best operas came in a few minutes. That's that's all right. How can you tell me that? That's just very kind of you. But <laughs> this is the twenty twenty generation. No one's got time for books. You got to write fast and read fast. 
Yeah. yeah. So 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 it, it came okay. out. It did well, and I'm happy about that. But I kind of feel I let myself down a bit. And, so you're gonna you know, correct that with an even better effort later. Absolutely. Oh, just could you give us a thing about is Sancho? Was Sancho Panza kind of character? Is he no, 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 no. Sancho was a nickname of one of the characters in the book. Okay. So the, the book was really about um, a Spanish friend of yours. No, no, a kid in Well, how do you call someone it's, Sancho in India? No, no. There's a reason for the nickname. So okay. I mean, it was a read com- the book brochure. Read the Spend book brochure. Yeah. Um, all right, but the book did well. The book did very well. I mean, it it uh, was I think the best-selling debut book that year, which and is by Indian standards. And you got another book after that. After You're that, basically okay. getting a bastion prize. Here's here's what the bio doesn't say. After yeah. that, I became a professional poker player for four years. So I kind of left the world of writing entirely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A professional poker player. Yeah, yeah. Poker's by the way a, a, a sport. Game of skill. I know. I know. Yeah, Shane yeah. Warne plays the championships. Not very well, I've heard. But, but apparently, so, so. they invite him. Do they invite you? <laughs> Not yet. No, anyone can money? buy. In, yeah. Can you make money? Well, I played it for four so you years. You played online. That only? was that was my sole source of income online. for four years. Online and underground games. I don't know if I should talk about them. Please talk about them. in India. Oh, that's fine. So, <laughs> now, Smith, that's the least of your worries. <laughs> Let me tell you. We'll get him for poker. Not her. Poker. I really hope Modi ji isn't listening. Amit, don't tell us honestly. Did you? Make money for four years. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. A, it's a game of skill, and B, that was my income. In fact, I left when I had kind of saved enough to just leave and be able to write, and uh, that was sort of the plan. Okay, what is this blog, India Uncut? So, India Uncut is uh, a blog that was very active between two thousand and three and two thousand and nine. I do five posts a day. I think I did eight thousand posts in those years. Wow. Uh, so I was pretty regular. So it was one of the early wave of blogs and became very popular very fast. And uh, the Manmohan Singh years, of course, slower pace of life. Yeah. Slow pace of life. Uh, the my blog was pretty fast paced. Uh, yeah. So yeah, and the age of blogs is pretty much over because of you social think? media. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Because but I, so many people say I'm a food blogger, for example, and I'm I'm a little worried. Like that seems to be like their entire life's work. You don't think that's going to last? I see. Here's the thing with blogging. Blogging serves a number of purposes. Now, if you look at them, one is filter blogging, where you're linking people to interesting things. That's okay. been taken over by Twitter. Right. One is writing. It's almost like advertising. Yeah, yeah. One is writing. No, no, not necessarily to your own stuff. But it's like, for example, if I'm very interested in uh, literature, and I put up a lot of great links about that, then people who love books can just come to my Twitter feed, for example. So okay. it's that's called being a filter. Right. So the filter function of blogs has been taken over by Twitter. The personal uh, function has been taken over by Facebook, mm-hmm. Instagram. So essentially, blogs are now sort of more of a uh, serious medium. Like where the great can... Indian bastard, it's going to be tough to find a blogger in a few <laughs> days. Enjoy them while they last before they're extinct. Amit Verma says so, and he's the last word on the internet. But you also have your own show on. Uh, I think podcast is the wrong word. What should we call it? Internet radio or uh, on the internet? It's uh, seen and unseen podcasts. What's the seen and the unseen? The seen and the unseen. So the aforementioned Frederick Bassia um, uh-huh. wrote a famous essay in the 19th century called. That this guy's really seen. affected you, hasn't he? I don't mind that being said. So mm-hmm. the essay in question is called "That Which Is Seen and That Which Is Unseen," which essentially makes a point very briefly that. For any action, you have seen effects which are very obvious, but you also have to look at unintended consequences. And the did Modi ji have the same kind of theory with demonetization, the money that's seen and my money that's my my, my, my next that? episode is about that. In fact, yes, my okay. second episode. So is he's about also influenced by the same Bastiat. I would certainly hope not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. So very interesting. You're going to do a whole podcast only on this, on the theories of what is there and what is not there, what is there and what is not seen. I think what I do in this podcast is I look at things which are happening. For example, things which the government is doing, like demonetization. Mm-hmm. Talk about both the seen effects and the unseen effects. Doesn't uh, the censor board do the same thing with films? <laughs> Somewhat is it that Nehalani has the same issue? What is seen? What is not seen? And he makes up his own things which he thought was seen. 
I think for Nihalani, everything is seen, but he wants it to be unseen by others. So that's yeah. that's a different yeah. uh, kind of. But he enjoys the film uncut. Sees it five times. <laughs> yeah. Take out yeah. the kiss. The kiss was very bad. Yeah, <laughs> let it be in my preview copy. Yeah, yeah. Like in let me see it again. I'm not sure yeah. about the touching. The public is not adult They're enough not really, to understand. Yeah, especially those that. under fifty. Yeah, <laughs> let's have a proper ground here. Oh man. Okay. okay uh, so what what's left now is another book, uh, from what I can see. I'm I'm writing a couple of books. And plus, I have, yeah, I mean, one is non-fiction, one is fiction, so mm-hmm. they are kind of pretty different from each other. And uh, so, um, tell us, can you can you share the fiction idea vaguely without giving uh, away your book? I share the non-fiction idea. The the fiction idea, I think, well, is, is still idea. very what early. Yeah, yeah. Cyrus has always been like this. This is seen and unseen. <laughs> this is heard and unheard. He's not heard my question. <laughs> yeah, uh-huh. no, I'd rather not talk about the fiction. It's too fair early. Enough, fair enough. Okay. But. So, so the non-fiction. So the non-fiction is. Uh, have you heard of this history book called Freedom at Midnight? Of course. Yeah. Oh. So I'm writing a book called Freedom After Midnight, hmm. which basically <laughs> about Marbury girls in South Mumbai coming to my house <laughs> and saying, "Now my parents don't know I'm going to disco with you." <laughs> That's a video, not the book. Oh, so boy. the book is. Master. So <laughs> <laughs> Some books become videos. You can oh. star in my video. Yeah, I just, might have to with the budgets we have right now. Just you and me. Yeah. So the, uh, so the I'll play Bastiat. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, go on. Yeah, so the book essentially makes a case that all we got in 1947 was political independence. That we don't really have any other kind of freedom. We need to fight for our personal freedoms, our economic freedom, social freedoms, freedom of speech, all of that. Just more than so ten thousand rupees a month. I mean, you know, I mean, I made yeah. a lot of money. For example, one month, and I couldn't touch it. Which only happened in the Soviet Union. No, in fact, I and that is after the revolution. I call demonetization the largest uh, blow on private property in the history of mankind. He reached into 1.3 billion pockets yeah. with one policy move. It's it's. Uh, it's a crime on humanity. Well, it's happened before in Germany in the early. No, no, never before. 30s. I mean, oh, you mean crime no, on no, humanity? I, mean, <laughs> yeah, I thought you meant demonetization. No, private properties. <laughs> yeah. The way you take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, my namesake Genghis Khan himself would just enter the village and take everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In fact, there was no philosophy to it. Sometimes it was like, "I'll be taking this." One point three billion people. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, we have the numbers, so you get the world record. It's not fair. Indians should not be given world records because you just have the numbers. Modi did what every Indian startup wants to do: scale. They yeah. <laughs> achieved that. And Guinness Book. <laughs> Guinness Most people book. who yeah. have the money but can't afford to buy a milkshake right now because the ATM is closed. Yeah, we have the. Record. And he took over the world's number one Modi ji title from Lalit. Who would have thunk? Can you believe it? Yeah. And Lalit actually for me was an economic reformer in a sense. He reformed the game. You know, I, actually the IPL has been revolutionary and uh, it was absolutely. completely Lalit's brainchild. So and that's really unfair if it's mm. completely his brainchild and uh, it's completely his, what is it right, copyright in a sense and then you throw him out and you carry on. Of course, now they've subsequently thrown on many other people so nobody <laughs> right. knows who's running the show. Yeah, At the moment while we record this, nobody knows who's running the they show. They fall like dominoes yeah. by the time the says, who knows. I think it's going to come to a point when the Supreme Court says, forget it, Virat, you run the show. You know, you just do it yourself. <laughs> it's kind of bizarre because I don't even think the Supreme Court should have jurisdiction. I mean, uh, you know, if, if it has jurisdiction... It's a public body, isn't it? Uh, the BCC? Yeah. See, it's not owned by the government. That's an interesting thing. So it's a private so, body, but it's, it's it's open to the public in a sense because the game is the public. It's a difficult one to explain. It's it's a little... We co- own the game. They own the right to the game. How do you say we own the game? Everyone owns a game. For example, because there's, 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 it's like taxi service. There's a certain social angle to it. You know, you own your taxi, but your your society has asked you to serve them by driving that taxi. So you owe us. So you can't say no to a, to a passenger because of the social point there, the social implication sure, of but your responsibility socially. So here's a thought experiment. Supposing you and I get together with uh, the three guys in the studio with us now and eight other people and we form a cricket team and we call ourselves India and we go to Australia and get another 12 guys there and we are playing India versus Australia. Yeah, so now the question is that who would then be entitled 
to complain that you're using the word India. And who would they complain uh, to? I, I get your point, but I'm just trying to say that mm. in a sense, the whole thing is about transparency. All right, uh, which is huge public. Okay, you, you can say there are private boards. You have no jurisdiction. You, that's it. It's their business. That's one way of looking at it. But there's no transparency. There never has been, and there's so much shit that has been hidden under the uh, carpet as far as the IPL goes from the kind of money the cricketers have taken. Act in actuality, I mean that's the least of the things. No, no, I absolutely I agree with you. No, having covered cricket for many years, the BCCI is a is a shittiest body in the world. It's it's just a shit storm mm. out there. But the counterfactual is what if the government ran it? If you look at how all the other sports have been run to the ground by the government, it's it's a problem. And and the other question that then comes up is that so we should outsource it to England is what you're saying. <laughs> that's the only way to save the game. Bring Modi ji back. That's <laughs> the, the other one. The other one. <laughs> Be very careful. He's going to he's going to switch to Congress with the BJP. Nothing for him Let's face it It's not working Lalita by the way Because if there's Anybody else It'll really cause A snowstorm <laughs> That's for sure Listen Amit uh, We don't have too much time But we have a thing Called the AMAs You might know about it And we have to do that uh, I would have loved To talk to you about cricket Maybe we can do that When uh, May steps into the studio Cheers Amit Varma The writer The columnist The drunkard The lover of women Married still? Married still To the same woman Would you children? believe it? No, no children why? We you decided don't, not don't to have kids. You don't know how that kids. works? Nah. <laughs> Let me show you. Dude, Take this pen. <laughs> what did we discuss about 90 seconds? What did Damn we discuss? Yeah. 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 That's biology. It's not yeah. intellectual property. In biology is the biggest obstacle I, to humanity. Yeah. If you have any questions for Cyrus, write to us on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. Or you can send an email to says at gmail.com. Really All right, you can hear noises in the background. It's because May has entered and typical sexist moment for me. She takes over, starts screaming, starts shouting. Is my panty line showing? Are my heels too high? And you're talking about me. That's the funny part. All you right. know, every time I come in here, I, you start stripping. Does his um, panty line ever show? This is very His exciting. panty line shows all the time. She's the one who pulls you it down. Need- <laughs> um, Amit, May, May, Amit. We've met before. We met in May. It's, uh, you know what? Uh, Can I tell you something? He oh, knows. you mean the season? Oh, <laughs> what damn, do you think? Damn, damn, damn hey, Say something. Oh. Disgusting. Can I tell you something? We actually know each other from a one of my best friends. Is, is his name uh, Francois uh, Bastiat? No, his name is Peter Abraham. That's how. That's <laughs> <laughs> is he a French journalist? <laughs> no, no, he used to be also in the poker circuit. So we and it's, it's very Wait bizarre. Wait a minute. Yes, yeah, so I know two had, people. You know two people. Two yeah. connections. One is Peter Abraham, who's my dearest friend, um, and that. You know, how, he was part of an underground circuit, poker circuit against the law, which has been going on under our noses. I know it is. Modi ji will not only arrest me now, but also your good friend Peter. Well done, me. Didi, I'm sorry. <laughs> I love it. And Peter made more money than Amit. Or Amit made more money than Peter. Peter was know. an organizing game, so he made more money. <laughs> <laughs> I also know one of my. My school friends I was in Rishi Valley with. Uh, My wife's from Rishi Valley. We yeah, had this conversation. Every okay. time. Every Sorry. time. So, um, Prabhat Mukherjee. Oh, wait a minute. Are wait you I'm my pra- wife's daughter? Because it can't it be the same batch. So. Be. Maybe I am. Tell your story, yeah. May. Oh. One of her old school friends from Rishi Valley right. is a cousin of mine and she knew him before me. What yeah. are you saying? Yeah, the first time. Why didn't I- you know him? Because my father and his parents were sort of estranged, mm-hmm. and uh, okay. 
So the first, so I knew I had a cousin called Prabhat, and so he played poker. And he yes. played poker. And the first time I met him was at a casino. Mom, this is estranged. Why was your father not talking to his parents? It's a long story. You don't want to get into Bengali family history, dude. <laughs> so, I just like the names. Just tell me about the names. Mukhopadhyay, Banopadhyay, Chhotopadhyay, and Phata Phata Kaun. Bengali. Why does he have to be the yeah. villain? And Bengali. In contrast, what a wimpy name is Modi ji. deadline I get it done. The deadline passes by, but I eventually get it done uh, by the modified, modified deadline. Mm. But when you're writing a book or you're writing for yourself, it's far harder to sit down and discipline yourself. And that's act even more true in this age of social media because uh, you know if you're online, there's mm-hmm. always you know Twitter, Facebook, the notifications yeah. just and every notification gives you that dopamine rush, and it's just <laughs> so hard to no seriously because so, in, in in my years of playing poker, you know I I I read up a lot on addiction, for example, and gambling addiction is. in terms of biochemistry exactly okay. the same as any other kind of addiction mm-hmm. you have a shot of hit of cocaine or a peg of alcohol or you push the chips forward and you get a rush of dopamine in your head okay. and so all all addiction comes down to that and social media addiction is a real thing it's Seriously? yeah i'm not saying i'm necessarily addicted to social media <laughs> but i've this is an open space you can be uh, <laughs> uh, i mean are you going to cry You're not going to cry, right? No, yeah. Okay. Right. No, no, Happiness no, after seeing you for so long. It's not everyone. And he's getting more and more open. Now my <laughs> yeah. next thing. I mean, I want to be a woman. I'm not happy yeah. being this. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a sociologist and a socialist. But do you actually do get... Uh, this could be a BuzzFeed headline. Yeah. I had everything and then I found Twitter. <laughs> you're Paul, you're, you're <laughs> Paul Gascoigne of, of South Canada. I'm the Paul yeah. Gascoigne of yeah. Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wait, but do you ever have writer's block? Uh... You know, most writers would tell you, and for example, if you read the Paris mm. Review interviews of novelists and so on, it's it's a. Why do you have to say that and put her down? You know, she's <laughs> not going to read it or has read it. She probably hey, has she already has read it. it. It is the first you are hearing of it. I'm going to Google when I get out of the room. This is the Bengali in him which you don't understand because you've not lived amongst our people as I have. Can I tell you something? How dare he call me a Bengali? He likes to put you in your place in a very subtle way. This man has called me a Bengali. So he just read Hamlet in Urdu. You'll understand the Pakistani. way of life for example but he'll say it because he knows you never will or would have read it hum tumko pakad ke marega tumne humko bengali bulaya and got no way with it you say something back to him now no this is the way a bengali intellectual insults you it's a how a malayali also insults everyone else i'm used to this i think we malus and bongs are the best and it's because of fish do you have fish you mean fish make up your mind damn you i don't understand No, it's fine. I, I have a very small fish fry. We will conduct the rest of this conversation in Bengali. आपने क्या मोना चीन में? Oh no, I barely know Malayalam. <laughs> Actually, interestingly, in Bengali, May means girl. But what I like so, about Bengali is that you use yeah. only one gender. It's the best part of all Indian languages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So is Momta? Is it? Is it he or is it she? <laughs> yeah, and uh, my wife always laughs when I tell her I'm going to turn. I'm going to turn on the light, and yeah. she's like, "Why the light?" <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, anyway, sorry. That's a Bengali. <laughs> Translation. Carry Come. on. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. No, I'm uh, going to open the light. Sorry. You're talking Carry about Paris on. review. You're talking about writer's block. Yeah. So, 
writing is 98% discipline and 2% whatever else inspiration whatever Copy. it's ultimately yeah. about getting your ass down on the chair and at my weight once you get your ass down on the chair it's hard to get it back up but you also mm-hmm. have to do some writing which is so discipline is so like what they're looking for is problem. you get up like at 9 o'clock you know 9 to 11 writing yeah. or before lunch or after dinner we read about lots of strange writers out there some who like to write naked like me mm-hmm. uh, someone who write only in the night then nocturnal writers they're like uh, predators you know they can only do 7 o'clock or 7pm onwards all I can say is if you write naked I'm never going to look at your writing. I write naked. <laughs> Let me tell you, mm. John and Paul wrote, uh, I want to hold your hand on a bus on the back of a paper bag, for example. So, doesn't matter how, matters what. And millions of songs have been written after that on the backs of paper bags and see what's happened. That's, and then, a, and then you give them that's the, the one you notice. Then you give it to the grocer who does karaoke yeah. for you. It's, it's just so wrong. <laughs> In cognitive psychology, this is called the rare event bias. Yeah. So you'll remember the paperback which had the Beatles song, but not all the other millions of paperbacks. Which didn't have Beatles songs. But I'm interested in the non-Beatles yeah. song paperbacks. <laughs> paperback writer, which is a Beatles song. Which is a Beatles <laughs> song. Yeah. She's too young. Unless, she's too young. Yeah, Unless it's Chetan Bhagat, who is a paperback writer. writer. Yeah. When you say his name, let's stand. all sing. <laughs> let's all stand. Show respect. I didn't stand when yeah. I said Modi Ji. Who is Seabag? I can't even make up my mind. Which Modi Ji? Now it's all confusing for all us. All Modi Ji's. Every single guy whose surname is Modi. Oh. I think next time I say Modi Ji, I'll stand on one foot because it's so confusing. <laughs> Ma'am. That was the previous Ma'am. Prime Minister. You got it yeah. all wrong. So. Ask me anything. Ask me, ask me. Ask me anything. No, yeah. I have one more question for yeah. you guys. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Which is, a friend of mine has turned into a militant vegan. How do I deal with him? This is from Vishal. Avoid the social contact. Avoid social contact. Do the right thing. Do you have issues with no, vegans and vegetables? I want to give up meat because I'm a true animal lover, but I'm having, I just can't. It's what my are, biggest weakness. What I tell vegans is that uh, my food eats your food. And then oh. see how they deal with that. But I, I don't have a problem with any kind of people, provided they don't try to force it on you. So yeah. if you're a vegan, yeah, that's I'm fine. fine but that. I am going to eat my butter chicken in your face. <laughs> I promise yeah. I will give up meat one day. I have to. Yeah. Because it's just too much. I'm a vegetarian in between meals. Yeah. <laughs> this is a lot of time actually if you think about it. I'm Most just of cheap. Our, I eat whatever you, you pay for. 99% of the time we are vegetarians. You're telling me. Yeah. About, man. I know. 97% are good hello, people. It's just that 3% of the day we do crazy things. Amit, also your liquid consumption is pure veg. My I don't see any meat there. It's pure veg. Pure veg. Uh, Jains could argue Drink. with that. Uh, Why? How? We are full of bacteria anyway. Dude, every time you breathe, you're committing you mass murder. You're no worse way. than Modi ji. Even if you wear that, he only took people's money. You're killing you. bacteria. If you put that mask on your mouth, you think the bacteria haven't figured out how to get in? I mean, the little mask is not going to do anything. Even in surgery, when they put that green mask on, I'm not happy. I mm. want them to wear those helmets which are tight, you know, right across. I mean, they should stitch it into the neck. Modi they should first do operations on themselves. Will you leave him alone? I got to do the show. Which Modi ji? <laughs> I don't care. I'm getting worried. I got no security. Which Modi ji should I leave alone? I'm not from the roadies like Raghu Raji. They are bodyguards. We don't. We are cheapsters. <laughs> they are after my time. That's how old I am. <laughs> All right. Before we let you go, quick. Uh, 2006, you visited Pakistan. Give us a little lowdown on that. When you when you were in your cricket info days. Oh, Pakistan was amazing, and uh, it's it's a, it's a bit of a cliche, but Lahore just felt like Delhi, except there are Urdu signs. Yeah. Karachi, lot like Bombay. It's 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 kind of a cliche in that sense. And women can walk uh, out at night at seven o'clock, at least till seven thirty. Lahore Garden is famous for example. I didn't keep an eye out for that. (laughs) Compromise, (laughs) give me 15 minutes. I have no idea. (laughs) You can make up what you want. Do you know that Amit is uh, quite nocturnal? Has that come up? I don't think Amit cares anymore about day and night. I work all night. I've been up all night. So, yeah. I don't know how he's here this morning. He like wakes up at 7.30 p.m. When you take your Viagra, 
CDMG. All right? CDMG. Don't overdo it. Because there's no point in that. You're not a rock star. You don't have groupies. There's no point being up all night. Yeah, but dude, let me tell you, on the days I take Viagra, I can really turn on that light bulb. There you go. Let me tell you that. Uh, the days I take Viagra, my wife's in Hyderabad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Amit, thank yeah. you so much. Made you have anything cheers. else you want to ask us? No. Oh, cheers. Great. I'm good. <laughs> A tone of resignation. Goodbye, Modi ji. Just like any other woman we know. <laughs> right. Cheers. Okay, catch us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Beyond Pod, any of the podcasting apps. Please, we beg you, we need you. If you have any questions, write to us online and uh, you can mail us as well. We will answer. We have a doctor in the house called May. And that's what Cyrus says. 